Welcome again, guys. I'm so glad to have you. I've been meeting to do this for a while, but finally the stars have aligned and uh, the project seems like it's uh, the mint has gone successful and the reveal is done. So we'll get into the details of all that stuff. But uh, to get started, if uh, Colin or David, you guys flip a coin. Who wants to go first? Talk about your life. Talk about uh what you have been doing and what got you into nfts all that fun jazz so let's uh let's get started with that no boy um, boy boy i'm like yeah and i'm like it's just like you i'm like do you want the past week or the past six months <laughs> i just realized what a, a long-winded answer to that would be but that's the thing right that's what gothy's about storytelling so uh i'm I, me and everybody else is, uh, I mean, I know a little bit, but I don't want to take the fun away from our audience. So um, you can start it wherever you want. So, <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. Um, I guess the last time we spoke was, was uh, before the market shot itself in the head, right? So before June? That is correct. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, so let me give you some color. Uh, my wife and I took a... Nine sixteen-year-olds on a Boy Scout high adventure to sea base, and all I'm out in this boat down in St. Thomas. And for for those of you who are like, "Oh, poor you, try living on a fifty-foot boat with nine sixteen-year-olds." Um, I'm in the middle of the ocean, and I have my phone just for pictures, and I see I had the market capped itself, just bullet in the head, and I'm like, "Well, there we go." Oh, uh, that's fantastic. It was really funny just to be in the middle of nowhere and look around and go, hmm, wonder what we're going to do now. Uh, so, yeah, that was June, right? Uh, yeah, about that. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'll let David talk about the tech. So we got the Gothies and we got the art, which David can talk about the complications of the generation, which is really kind of important, especially with um, what Maurice cranks out, you know, where the average dyno is 350 named layer Photoshop file. Uh, the complications of that and the tech were really interesting. And it literally, like, the summer was, was a lot. Um, so, yes, it's really neat that they're out because everybody gets to see them. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that people have been buying them, obviously, and it it was fantastic because, you know, Ilya, our our head tech, pulled off some some serious next level shit in terms of the mint, um, the way he structured it, the way it went out, how smooth it is, the pricing, the park passes passes, and it was just like it was this amazing delivery. So uh, that was that was really neat. Now the irony is that Skip comes back and starts looking at the dinos that that are either out on OpenSea or Twitter or whatever, and he goes, oh, I'd like this one, this one, and this one. But I didn't draw those. I wouldn't have actually thought to have drawn those. And I was like, so what do you think this would have taken to have done by hand? And he's like, about 100 years. Wow. Like, because yeah, you have to think in terms of just coloring and finishing a dyno was 30 days per dyno. Like, that's why it's taken so long, right? Um, and, oh, by the way, now he's working on aliens because he found religion and realizes he needs to get that. So, 
it's really fantastic to see that come out. Um, so let's see. In the meantime, David just kind of threw it on the table and designed a trading card game. And I'm not going to talk anymore about that because that's him. So I'm really stoked because we now have uh, the card templates and we're putting together the Kickstarter for that. So the trading card game in terms of physicality is fantastic because what David's designed is exciting. And we get to actually go put it out to the public. Uh, so also known as using Facebook and email marketing and spamming everybody we know, you know, the standard fun. Um, so the, the trading card game is, is about to get going. And of course, all the fun of trying to figure out digital and physical tie-ins. Um, yeah, I was, was going to ask, like, is this, uh, maybe I'm skipping the gun here, I'm just getting curious, uh, is this going to be just a physical one, or is there going to be an uh, aspect so, to it? So we've already, we've already found, actually, funny enough, um, somebody that, that Soulseeker works with uh, exclusively, who's, who's just an absolute badass technologist. We've had conversations with him about taking the trading card game over to mobile. And so we just have to do things in steps. Um, but he's, he's commented about putting out like the first version of that in like six weeks. Cause he's got all this really cool shit on the shelf, including augmented reality, you know, go catch your gothy sort of crap. Uh, so that, that, that's, that's on the plan. We, we just have like, okay, we got the stuff for the trading cards. We got to design the Kickstarter. We've got to get that out, get it, you know, actually get it made <clears throat> fine. That's neat. Um, I I would actually advocate um, on your roadmap if you want to be, don't do it. Uh, I spent four months, couldn't find a good supplier. It's all atrocious. I find one, and this thing that they sent back to me was, um, you know what Kevin the Frog is from Pixelmon? That atrocious, mm -hmm. like, oh. yeah, that's, that's kind of what they sent me as the demo, and I was like, "Oh, you suck!" It was, it was so, it was so bad. I had to keep watching the video, and I started laughing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, so, so I'm actually gonna have them ship me that piece of shit and put it on my shelf as a reason why business is hard. Um, like I, I showed it to my son. I sent it to him while he was at, at class in high school, and he writes back, and he's mm -hmm. like, "I can't unsee this. Where's the bleed?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so no plus soon. So we're trying again. Like we're David found another one. I I'm trying again. But man, making plushies is hard. And everybody's like, oh, I want a dino, or I want this dino, or I want an alien. And I was like, like the one the demo video that they sent me of this first one was so atrocious. My wife said you cannot give it to the golden retriever. <laughs> bad bad now i actually now once you get it i actually want to see a photo of it you should tweet about it i i i will only i will only share this when we have something to show that's positive because right now everybody would go into the discord and disconnect we're laughing about this but the struggles we're going to talk about that a little bit too like the struggles of like restructuring everything based on market conditions because we had to do a little bit of that ourselves and everybody that's building in this bear market has has had to do 
some sort of realignment or readjustment to market conditions. So, uh, yeah, we'd like to dive into that. No, we can do it now. I was just, I was just commenting that if I sent this out now, people would would actually burn the Gothies they've bought. They'd send them to a zero address, and <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, "You guys are amateurs." Um, okay, so that's going. Um, designed the animated series TV pitch with uh, Skip, and we've just been bombing that out to people that he knows because everybody in his network in that industry. You know, I, I'm just calling people and saying, hey, take a look. One day that'll come to pass. I don't know. That's long term. Oh, uh, David, what did what I did? Okay, so aliens are coming. Oh, okay, here. This will just, like, break your mind. So you've seen, you've seen Skip's artwork. Um, oh, absolutely. So Skip calls and he goes, I want Holly to go out. And we're like, okay, we'll add it to the list. He's very motivated to get Holly out. And I'm like, yes, we, Holly is a completely done property. I was like, yes, okay, cool. Well, we've been texting this week, and he, um, if, if you want, if you want, uh, is it, I'm trying to think of the karmic reference here. 18 months ago, when I called him and all of this started, I called him about a property called Footprints of Dinoville. So if you just, if you just go to mauricekimble.com, go down and you'll see footprints of Dinoville and you can actually go into the property. This thing's been done for 20 years and he, he wrote it for his, his, his kids. And I've always thought it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. And that's what I called him about. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. And two months later we got Gothies. Shit you not. He's texting and he's like, I want to put out footprints. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure you do. I am on the website, and I see a lot of similarities, like some inspiration oh, with yeah. the dino. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you'll notice a couple of dino heads, like, like the really one, familiar. The one, yeah, the the one that yeah. is the Gothies, uh, the one that is the Gothies avatar right now. That mm-hmm. Sally Haliana is in the footprints of of, uh, of Dinoville. That's crazy. So this is a bait. He, he already has music that's done. He has the story done, and he has the art 60% finished, which means he needs to go color. And um, so the next thing that we're going to figure out is putting out Footprints of Dinoville as a book, because that's what it was originally designed for. Um, so, yay, you like doing all of this like normal, boring, real-world stuff. It is fascinating. Okay, so you wanted to talk about market conditions. Uh, we can do that. Uh, David can talk about the game. We can talk about anything you want. Honestly, I'm just geeking out about everything uh, with aliens, first of all, like what's coming up with that. And then, um, yeah, it would be really cool to see your guys' journey as to how you have to realign and adjust to the market change because it took all of us by surprise and uh, definitely did not predict this. But, you know, being in this market, you got to predict the unpredictable. But you learn and you grow, right? So, well, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to do market market? Well, let's do let, let, yeah. Let's let's talk about the market change. Uh, see what you guys have to do to adjust because that would be really cool uh, information that people could learn from and uh, grow. And then well, we'll we'll get into the yeah. product. Yeah, but I've been sitting here like talking. I want to hear I want to hear your point of view first. 
Um, yeah, so definitely nobody expected. Uh, ever, so when we started building initially, we had the roadmap out. We had everything out. Um, everything was crystal clear and communicated with the community from day one. Everybody knew what to expect with the artwork. We've been putting out uh, sneak peeks that were actual generations from our testing tool. So people knew what to expect. Uh, everybody was excited. We had a price point. I think we were at like a point one uh, when the market took a dump. We were all uh, we had done our market analysis based on the roadmap and everything we're building out it made perfect sense. Market absolutely takes a dump. Uh, everybody's just like, oh, we can't like buy right now. Everybody's just getting out of the market. Freemint Meta comes around. Everybody just wants to just pay gas fees and expect the world and beyond. Um, and that's definitely not possible when you're building a business. You've got people to pay. Uh, you've got uh, payrolls. You've got costs related to the business. Even if you're running lean as a startup business, you still got costs. And uh, we just knew that clearly the 5,000, uh, first of all, we brought our supply down to 5,000 initially. And it was like a step-by-step process. And we had to like overall just keep an eye on the market on the day-to-day as we approach the mint as to what's working, what's not working. Um, Initially, we did uh, the pre-sale did go for 0.1, and we had to um, readjust for uh, the, I think it was public sale went for 0.05, and everything we were doing to make changes to make everybody whole keep everybody together and this is where the community aspect was so crazy like we were so well supported by the community like all the people that we had we had strategically marketed ourselves as a project which is like a five to ten year project like we're not we're not just an nft project we're like a business we're trying to build revenue trying to build long-term utility for our holders um so meta leon is just going to be like a smaller part of a larger business right so we eventually then figured out that hey um what are our options and then we continue to uh, basically bounce things back and forth with our community and get their votes on everything. Nothing was decided just in a closed door, like how like some of the traditional Web2 companies uh, do things like, oh, we're only answerable to our stockholders. So we kind of wanted to like lead by example there. We're like, hey, this is a situation. This is where we're at. This is what we need to deliver the first part of our roadmap. So we started breaking things down to smaller chunks. So we reduced our, we didn't really reduce our supply. We changed it to a phase to phase mint. So first phase we capped at 2000 and that is uh, the liquidity that we needed um, to deliver the first phase of our roadmap, which is our crowdfunding platform. And we kind of switched up a roadmap uh, to accommodate revenue generation over delivering like the playful ecosystem that we want to build out where people can upgrade their meta leones and uh, do fun stuff put them in like a, a training camp upgrade their skills make them historic if they're random all that fun jazz so that's going to come now after our crowdfunding platform so uh, it just made sense that way as well because we knew that the whole point of having that ecosystem is for people to generate revenue. And if you don't have incoming revenue, 
no one's going to want a first also no one's going to want a token that's not worth anything so it's like chuck e cheese basically like it's fun but it's only within that ecosystem we wanted something that people could actually uh use and actually gain monetary slash like entertainment value out of so uh we pushed we pulled our crowdfunding uh platform forward we also made a lot of changes to our costs became a little more leaner so we can continue to deliver without needing to mint another um mint open up our mint again and it was another promise like promise to our community that the second mint is only going to open up once we feel comfortable with the market conditions second once we feel comfortable with our utility being delivered so people know that when they mint the second phase they know that there's something out there that the team has already delivered um so so far like everything that we've put out it's been fortunately very well received and community was absolutely crazy and went bonkers when we surprised them with uh our own in-house rarity tool uh, so if you know about rarity tools, like they, there's a lot of them out there, but the kind of tech we had on our NFTs, which were like, we had a double rarity system. So you've got your traits of the Metaleons, so different traits that they have, and then their skills that can belong to five different eras. So uh, depending on the human timeline, uh, there's like prehistoric, there's futuristic, and all the stuff that comes in the middle. So there's five of them. So none of the platforms out there for Rarity had anything that could support this. So we just, right when we revealed to the community, uh, one of the founders, Antonio, he actually popped into the chat and shared the link. Like, hey guys, here's a Rarity tool. And nobody was expecting that, to be honest. And uh, we, we try to do that with anything and everything we do. If we promise something, we want to make sure that we under promise and over deliver that's been the name of the game for us and um it's things are things were very difficult to start i would say definitely not ideal to launch a project in those market conditions but if we wouldn't have we we wouldn't have gained this incredible solid community that um was so we don't really personally care about floor price because to us we're building long-term value so floor price could be anything. It's not a metric that we really care about. But as of today, I think someone in the community shared we're, we're above our mint price on our floor price. And only 1% of the NFTs are listed. So out of 2,000, we've got, I think, 27 some. I, I don't even know how many. Like very less uh, Meta Leons out there to be bought on the open market. So it just goes to show that... Um, what we did was definitely not the ideal situation we wanted to do a lot more but it was all about survival in that time and making sure that you still continue to deliver value no matter what it is uh, just keep building forward taking those uh s those little steps as you start building again so that's kind of the overall of uh things that happened in our universe there we need to have a side conversation about your rarity tool. So, um, I'm always open for that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay. Um, well, David, do you have some fun with this? 
Sure, why not? <clears throat> right, and the funny thing is, um, the funny thing is that um, I've Gothi's has done some things with rarities that are not a hundred percent supported as well. Um, for example, the dino heads themselves, there are five different dino heads of three different varieties. Rarity tools, for the most part, are linear. They're, from mm. what I've seen, they are basic, right? They are standard one over the quotient of the number of NFTs available divided by the, num- by, by the number of, of uh, NFTs that share your item quantity. And then they bunch all that together and... The good ones will use a standard deviation to bring in the outliers. The bad ones just give you X plus Y. And, you know, NFTs with a score of 112 all the way up to like 900 because they can't really, they can't really make a bell curve because they don't have the, uh, they don't have the proper mathematics. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I've, Ilya and I are talking actually about publicizing a, 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 an engine that we've got as well that we're, that I'm still working on, but it incorporates standard deviation and it, and it, and also we gamified kind of the idea of rarity because you can go hunt the legends and that's fine. That's great. You know what? Because they're legendary. There's only 44 of them. They're 1% of the mint. Great. You know what? You, you, you scored. Wow. You, all right. You win the internet today. You got a legend, but <laughs> you know, what does that mean in terms of utility? It doesn't mean shit. But in, in terms of rarity, it means quite a bit. So you've got the DGENs that are out there hunting rarity. And what, what, I'm, what I mean is, and I don't mean to say that in a negative way, is that different people hunt for NFTs in different ways. And so the way we did our rarity is a, is a, is a nod to those people that hunt based on different criteria. Some, some people like aesthetics. Wonderful. There is a reason why... I went through and I tested combinations with people. They didn't realize what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I basically did a bunch of user testing in the background and said, hey, do you like this combination? Do you like nation? Which color do you like? Which blah, 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 right? Because, you know, I, I was the one that put together all the various heads and all the various bodies and all that stuff from Maurice's artwork. And so there is a very strong correlation between the most popular heads and their colors and the least or the most rare heads and colors so basically for aesthetically pleasing combinations harder to get because that's what tells me if people are chasing aesthetics they're gonna they're going to want to chase that and it makes it fun for them great wonderful you know (laughs) some of them i made a little bit more easy to get because the dino head is the most prominent one so the the prettiest one the one that everybody loved seemed to be the red triceratops so it is the most it, it, it is the one that will appear the most in uh in our in our mints the sali haliana yellow is another one that was really highly rated it's high up there the green t-rex the original green t-rex everybody loved that one so that one's high up there but the others are a little bit lower, so it's harder to m- mix that combination together. Anyway, that's another way, right, that we play the rarity game. Then mm-hmm. there's the Archons, right? There's two Archons in there, super-duper rare, but they also have incredible utility in 
two games. So if you want to get the super rare thing with utility, you have to wait for the game to really get the value out of it, but you'll have the value. Then you've got others that will throw you into the yield farm, the Genesis. 20% of them are out there. So it's not incredibly rare, but it has utility to it. So if you're hunting utility, you're going to hunt for those, even though you give up your rarity. So there's plenty of ways to play the rarity game. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of we did it a little bit differently. I really like that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that rarity with any of the rarity tools that are out there is just, it doesn't mean anything to me, at least personally. Like I own so many uh, of my medallions that I actually love and I like looking at them on a daily basis are not like if you put them in the rarity tool, they're not rare. But the combination of all the, like all the aesthetics of all the attributes just makes it pop out and it just it's really pleasing to look at right and every project figuring out what a rarity and the, i think the combination of rarity and utility and as to what the different rarity aspects mean to each community i think that's where the that's where the success lies because like you said everybody is looking for something different how do you t- it up with uh, value, right? So, um, like, I am a total NFT noob, and that's why, like, every time there's like an alpha call that I look <laughs> at, I'm like, I'm probably gonna suck at this, so I'm gonna stay away and not mint this. And people know, like, oh, this one's rare. So, like, people that have been doing NFTs for a while, they know the game, they know what to look for. But I think a lot of people are asking these questions that you just talked about, that like. Uh, what what is like an nft really like this ownership of this art piece really mean for me like why am i getting in here as a community is it the artwork is it the utility like is a combination of all of those so um it's been really cool to see gothies like be really true to like what like the project's about and like building out that story and like taking uh the community through that so um yeah if you could that's a nice layup. Hey, David, do you want to read them? Is it a skip sentence? <laughs> okay, now I'm, now I'm excited. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, which No, he sent me a bunch of stuff. Which, which well, do the, you want? <clears throat> the, the story stuff he's working on. The, the Ensueño? Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know he had choices. Yeah. yeah. Why not read all of it? So there's there's some of the lore stuff that that you may already be familiar with, right? That uh, of, of the story of how Insueño was the first uh, person to really figure out the well and how it worked, and he figured out the the trick to everlasting life. Have you heard this part? I mean, I have, but I don't want to assume all the audience members have. <laughs> all right. Well, okay, so we can start there with uh, with with uh, what we call skip storytelling, right? And a lot of this is available because we've kind of gone through this on on Twitter uh, with uh, little story posts, right? If you you go back to the very beginning of our Twitter page, that's how we really kind of started was was putting out all of the all of the the, the story time type of stuff, right? And and we just put a little snippet, snippet at a time, a little bit here, a little bit there, and um, 
and yeah, so ostensibly the um, and I'm looking for the skips storytelling right now, and it's gone. All right, what happened, Colin? What happened? What happened? What do you mean? I didn't. I didn't touch it. I I mean, I think I blame. I blame. I blame you. That's what I I blame. It's the big. It's the big tech. That's what did it. All right. It it looks like it just got moved to a different folder. You you can't use search. Okay. Well, we're all doomed. Burn your gothies now. I found it. I found it. I found it. So when you go to our website, you're going to hear and you can listen to a poem that is really kind of the way to start into the lore of the Gothies. And the poem goes, deep down below the hollow echoes of musty, damp breath and misty song air, shattered wishing stones tossed beyond the black howling scare lies the reaping sounds of clanking jingles of tattered threads swing sewing filling sandbags of time very little seen very little showing sowed seeds planted with a captive nativity shell ready to be harvested where the gothies dwell so basically what that poem is about is When people go and they throw wishing stones or pennies or whatever it is they throw down a well, because that's what wells are good for, right? To throw things down. And the the wishing stones that go down the well of Saiba are typically wishes for someone or wishes for themselves for a better life or whatever. The overarching theme is be careful what you wish for. And so this anciano, uh, anciano in Spanish, uh, you know, old old man or ancient one. He uh, the 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 scene kind of opens with him sitting at a rustic table. We've got a we've got a uh, we've got a a video of this on our on our YouTube of of uh, of of. Swain, you were talking about how he first found ever, everlasting life. And uh, he's, uh, he's sitting at a wooden table. He's underneath a fabric tarp. And, and these sharp raindrop sounds are hitting on the tin roofs around him and, and, and hitting the tarp above him. And so this is El Senor in Sueño. And he starts to drift into a daydream of, of deep thoughts. And he starts drawing in his diary or spanish diary audio and it's made of old parchment papers with worn and shredded corners the pages are soaked the ink is bleeding through and and he is he is drawing in these gothic style drawings and he's drawing his own death tale and so when you look at the art on the gothies webpage you'll see a lot of these drawings that seem to be on parchment paper that are just Sketches and they are there, the original Gothi sketches, more Easter. And so he begins by saying that to cheat death is to cheat life itself. And my story is best heard after tossing a wishing stone into the well of Saiba. 
and then while you sleep that night, you'll you'll dream of a tale of how he found everlasting life. And then he, he cautions that words are not to prepare you for death, but to prepare you for life. Life in an endless loop of immortality. But, again, this is a cautionary tale. For your price of immortality is risk, that you have to risk being spending eternity as a fiend monster because there are no cheats without consequences. And so what that means basically is when you go down the well, that is that is where souls that are not ready to die or are ready to be reincarnated or whatever the case is. So we're trying to keep, you know, obviously religious overtones are there, but they're not, there's no set religious aspect of this. Mm-hmm. And so when, a, when someone goes down the well, they are ostensibly either going to be a lost soul forever wandering Midlan as a fiend monster until such time that they can get back to the tree of life, or they may get shepherded by the Gothis back to the tree of life to be born again, go to the afterlife, whatever it is their goal is. And so when you die, so to speak, and you're incarnated, you wind up being a fiend monster and you spend eternity basically where you, it feels like you can't breathe and you're all in your underwater. Imagine that sensation of drowning for the rest of your life. And that's how you spend it as a fiend. And that's why the fiend monsters, all they want to do is just possess Gothis down there in Midlan. And when the Gothis get possessed, I'm sure you've seen the picture by now of what the Jumbi looks like. These, these unsaturated gray creatures that have these razor sharp teeth and just look like, the very first time I saw one, it looked like, if you remember the old Stephen King short story, The, Lang- the Langoliers, for some reason, I'm gonna, that's what... I'm going to Google that right now. That is what popped into mind when I when I saw that for the very first time. The The Langoliers were like the, uh, the, uh, the little sharp-toothed little things that would eat the world after when, when, when the past comes, right? There's no history... There's no past for you to time jump into because the Langoliers just destroy the past. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you couldn't time travel even if you wanted to. That was the whole premise of the story. And <clears throat> well, not the whole premise, but that was one piece of it. Anyway, um, to go on the, the, the bottom at the bottom of the well of Saiba Lee uh, is where you'll find the harmonically imaginary Midlan, which is part of the underworld of Shei of Shibal. Shabal is uh, in in the Gothi's lore is is called the Dios del Pozo, or in English, God of the Well, and it's Shabal's duty to um, guide the fallen fiends to the afterlife, or they'll forever be in torment. And this this constant feeling of drowning, you know, on their on their inhaled breath, they they can never mm-hmm. basically ex- exhale. So. Uh, what happens is at the core of Midlan is this uh, Alma tree or the tree of souls. And the wishing stones that are tossed down the well 
inevitably as they hit the rocks or whatever, will give off little grains of sand off of the wishing stones. And those grains of sand that come from despair opals everywhere, they, they appear as little, almost like little stars that ascend from the reflecting waters and if you look, if, if you think about me, it, it's very, very disparate in terms of there's water that you can stand in, but there's water above you as well, because that's where the top of the well is. But yet you're not drowning. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's this very weird world. But, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sand, the little sand uh, from these stones will, will come down from those water waters above. And... And it gets absorbed by little uh, seeds on the almond tree, and they uh, eventually make seeds, and those seeds are what blossom into Gothis. So when we mint a Gothi, if you were to go mint a Gothi right now, we say, hey, it takes 12 hours for the seed to germinate, and so we do a kind of a progressive reveal, right? So you, even though we're revealed, you, when you mint a Gothi, you don't get to see it immediately. It takes like 10 or 12 hours for it to, for it to germinate and reveal your. Um, for future events, the longer it takes to reveal your gothi is going to be correlated with how rare your gothi is. So that's going to be kind of a neat little deal. Um, the uh, the gothis are the ones that that are shepherds for the souls to get back to the to the alma tree. And but not all of them are good. That's the, that's the thing, right? Not all the gothis are good down there. Some of them are more chaotic than others, and so they are the ones that are kind of fighting against the norm, so to speak. And their, their goal is to create chaos and to create fiend monsters. And, and somehow those are not the ones possessed, but that's just, you know, how it goes. <laughs> Any questions there so far? Or if anybody wants to come up and ask a question, you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you a co-host, David. So if, like, if anybody uh, it requests, you are also able to bring them up. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I think I have to watch. So, so while you're, so while you're going through the story, then there's so so. Why don't you why don't you have some fun with why music matters, and then what what is coming with the Gothies that we ah, well, that you've actually shown us. Here's here's the funny thing is right the next part of the story is actually how the Gothies have their own spirit tones. And they, they, for the most part, they have light in the musical songs that they can produce with the, with the little, um, it's called the heart rune. If you look at our, if you look at the Gothis, they all have heart runes. There are five different heart runes for the dinos. Two of them are blue, one's green, one's red, um, and one is purple. And so they can uh, basically sew or weave fabric of other people's wishes into inside Milan. So if you have a land, for example, and this is, again, this is going to be in the next year before we do our land mint, but if you have a land, you could potentially use those those songs to either construct new things on your land, plants, any number of things, structures, and, or... If you run into a harvestable resource on your land, you can use your song to harvest the resources. But the songs are 
and, and this is actually tomorrow, we're going to have an AMA with our composer, Rodrigo. And we're going to talk about how the songs work together. The songs of the individual families, the dinos versus the aliens versus the sprites versus the fourth dino fam, the fourth gothy family that Skip inadvertently leaked. You can find it if you want to. It's, it's in a recording. Um, those, as long as you keep within the same family, those will all work together always. There will be a 0% chance that you will summon a fiend monster when you stick within your own family. So the dinos, all five colors will work together. Tomorrow we'll reveal what all five of them sound like and what they sound like individually and how you can put them together for different combinations. The idea is as you put out these together and the music harmonizes, that becomes more powerful of a song. And therefore, especially when you're trying to reap your resources off your land and the better quality resources come out when you're trying to build something, the better quality of what you're building actually winds up coming out based on the power of the song. As we go further, the aliens and the sprites may or may not harmonize with the dino. This is where Rodrigo freaking genius because each of the families are going to have two heart rune colors that are unique to that family. So in the dinos, I believe that is red and green that are going to be unique to the dinos. The sprites, I want to say, are black and yellow. That will be, I'm sorry, the aliens are black and yellow, I believe, that are going to be their, their colors. And I think silver and orange are going to be the ones that are specific to sprites. I don't remember for, for sure. Anyway, those, those individual ones for the individual families will not harmonize with the other families in fact they will be dissonant there will be noticeably there, there's a wrong note in there somewhere right even even somebody who's not musically inclined will say something's off about this song mm -hmm. and what happens at that point is you may still the build the quality may not be quite as good you may be successful in what you build but you run the risk of because dissonance attracts monsters, you run the risk of summoning a monster right where you stand and it possessing one of your gothies by having that. Oh, no. <laughs> right. You don't lose your NFT. It just becomes a Jumbi. And the Jumbies actively work against you. Um, oh. So then you have to spend song power and all this other stuff to convert your Jumbi back to a gothi. And, it, and it, you know, you know it, 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 chaos ensues, but it's fun in the game. Uh, so anyway, that, that's kind of yeah. a little off topic of what I was talking about from Storyland, but it all kind of weaves together in terms of how... Yeah, I was like, a nice little detour right back to... It's still part of the whole story, right? But it's still, it was really cool to hear about this. Oh, yeah, by yeah. the way, for, for everybody who's completely and utterly unable to keep up, yes, we're going to make an infographic because it's even hard for me. Like, that, that's, that's so much to... to keep track of and and i do want to point out please dear if you have any time listen to rodrigo's thing tomorrow uh if you go while he's on or the recording he is he is something incredibly special and he is a wonderful human being and the stuff that's been coming from him is it's absolutely unreal that we have a professional composer 
making this stuff, which leads into that little demo thing that you showed us, David. Because I don't know that everybody is aware that that we're going to be doing that. Uh, yeah, and that has been a very small audience so far. That's been basically the staff and then a few people that were on our Twitter, I'm sorry, our Twitch stream the other night. And even then, I only showed a couple. Well, I mean, you can tell me, you know, a few people here will, hey, yeah. the few people who are here do, in fact, care. So it's related to how, how we've constructed the contract and the NFT. So go ahead. Oh. oh, right. That thing. Yes. That thing. Yes. Um, so, yes. So what's going to happen is um, sometime, I'll, I'll say soonish, um, we're going to give you, since this is the, 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 the underworld of Shabal, Shabal owns this whole thing, right? You're going to get a serum of Shabal, and it is going to mutate, so to speak, your Gothi. And at the end of said mutation, you're going to have your PNG of your Gothi that you can still use as your, you know, your PFP. And you're also going to have an MP4 of your Gothi that will sing to you with the spirit tone that is assigned to it. And so if you so desire and you have the ability ability to, like I, I already, of course, did, is that I put all my spirit tones together into this orchestral <laughs> thing. Each spirit tone, you know, obviously for the game, it's got to go pretty quick. Each spirit tone is anywhere from between 11 to 14 seconds, but they all harmonize. At this point, they all harmonize. And so um, we will go through and I will show on Twitch tomorrow uh, what that looks like. The, 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 the gothi itself isn't animated. It's just that you hear the spirit tone while you're looking at your gothi. So it's, a, it's just an MP4. That's really cool. I I'm pretty excited about this now. Like, uh, I'm trying to personally make sure, like, I have. I hope it's like it works out with my time because I have a couple minutes tomorrow. But uh, I is recorded. Is it going to be recorded? Right. So everything we do on Twitch streams directly to Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and it's all recorded and available after the fact. So yes, awesome. And Rodrigo's uh, AMAs. Part of that, I'm assuming? Yes, yeah. Rodrigo's awesome. AMA is going to be part of it. Yep, and we're going to do that at uh, 4 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. That's uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 p.m. UTC. Um, 7 a.m. Australia time. Or on the East Coast of Australia. Wonderful. If you have, actually, I was going to ask if you have a, uh, if Colin, you want to look uh, while David's uh, explaining everything here. If there's a post that you guys have on Twitter about this, uh, Feel free to pop it on the jumbotron on the top on the spaces. So oh yeah, we. Uh, I did. I did an AMA announcement yesterday, uh, uh, Colin. So it should be out there somewhere. And since you're a speaker, you should be able to post a. You should be able to pin a tweet. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to go look. So, so by the way, just just so that you you. Keep up with this while while we do that. So think about all the story stuff you just heard. Then you hear about the music. And then I go back to 
and so so you have you have you have art and you have story and you have music and now we're talking about the cards and the plushies and all the other stuff and now you kind of get a sense of the level of complication and it's no different than yours like yours is extremely complicated and that's what you're working through ours just has a really cool story that you know skip came up with it's like okay awesome but we're all we're all doing like the same thing of there's all these things we're all trying to get there right Mm -hmm. remember how you started with the the market condition thing of okay now we have to adapt yep so so i'll give you an adaptation and by the way, how much longer do you want to do this? Because this next no, time, like we we're we're good for like we can keep going. So. Okay, so this next part is is an, is a perfect example. So let's let's weave back to what you said about market. So like, I think all the all the companies were were saying that NFTs are something that's part of the business that we're creating. And it's a business-to-consumer direct interaction in, in lifetime. W- wonderful, right? That, that's what we all think of it as. So in the middle of, okay, what are we going to do related to, uh, you know, pre, pre-market dump and now? Um, David, trading cards. So he literally slapped this together in, in such an incredibly fast time and calls me up and he's like, I came up with a trading card game. I was like, and oh my God, here we go. So, so go ahead. You can tell him because it relates to the story. It relates to the music. It does, in fact, tie together. Yes, David, this is the point at which you're like, oh shit, I'm on again. Yeah. So <laughs> I pinned the tweet, by the, by the way, to the top of the uh, face yeah, for, for tomorrow's thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the trading card game borrows a lot from the lore that I just talked about. Uh, and the, the idea is that they're starting to start the, to start the trading card game. There's, there are three gothy families and there's a, uh, there are two aspects to the game. One is a head to head competitive aspect. And, uh, out of the box, you'll have to remove about 18 cards to make it a competitive uh, game. But the idea is that you face off head to head, and your 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 sands of time starts at uh, 45 per player. And the idea is to whittle down the sands of time until one player is at zero, and that way you win the game. If if you're not the player that goes to zero, and the way you do that is it's a classic deck builder. So it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like dominion or some of the other big deck builders you've seen, but it's, but it's got combat to it. So that makes it a little bit more like star realms. Uh, but the mechanics of a deck builder are still there, right? If you've played trains or any of those other deck builders, it's the same basic mechanic. You start with 10 cards and of those 10 cards, seven of them have buying power. Three of them have attack power and you are able to buy cards out of a tableau in the middle the game changes because like like dominion for example you pull only four or five sets of cards that everybody or eight that you have to draw from out of 20 different sets and so the game varies every single time in this case the tableau is just simply whatever comes off the top of the deck so the six cards that go into the middle are the cards that are available to buy and they may or may not fit the strategy that you played the last time you played this. Because the families 
will always work together. So like dinos, the, if you pull a dino card and you've got a dino gothi on the table and you've got a dino land, then you'll typically get some manner of bonus regarding that. You'll get extra song power, you'll get extra buying power, whatever the case is. And you'll be able to either buy more cards, maybe you'll be able to make your opponent discard a card. There's lots of mechanics in there about that. But when you start, like, if, like, you've got, you're, you're building all this deck of dino cards, and all of a sudden you go through a drought, and it's all alien sprite cards that come up. Well, the alien song may not jive with the with dino song. So if you're if you're playing a card of another family, then you lose song power. You can still attack, you just don't attack for as much, mm. right? And then there are there are specific gothies that when they come up, you get to play the card and you get to say, hey, I'm ignoring all the penalties and I'm going to attack you full force, right? So there's some action cards that are out there as well. And the idea is to put together a strategy that allows you to take your five cards, play them, and then play them in such a way that the combination may allow you to draw some more cards, make your opponent discard some cards, buy stuff out of the middle and then attack your opponent for 20 points or something. Right. And that would be a fairly end game scenario when you can attack for that much. But that's, that's the game in a nutshell from a deck building perspective, head to head pretty quick. Shouldn't last any more than 10 to 12 minutes. And it's meant to be a quick thing that can be played on, uh, on mobile or some digital device, whether that's web to start with or what for testing almost, almost, I can almost guarantee it's going to be on a web browser for testing before it goes to the mobile. But I don't know that for sure. The other way you can play the game is by using all the cards that are in the box. And that can be played either solitaire or with another player. And yes, you can combine two games to make a four-player competitive or a four-player cooperative game. And at that point, it becomes a tower defense game. And so the tower is really the well of Saiba, because that is Shibal's task, is to defend the well. And so your Gothis, your Gothi lands become structures that are there to protect the well as the fiends are trying to cut off the escape route for souls so they can't get back to the living world right they want to they want to take down the tree they want to take down the well they don't want anything else in here they want to rule this world yeah so the longer you can survive and you've got action cards now that you can play to allow the gothies to attack multiple targets at once instead of just attacking your your uh, your opponent in the com competitive version you have things like area of effect and things like random effect and things that allow you to attack the monsters but the monsters also attack gothies because you know you can still get possessed so if a monster comes out and their particular color of heart rune that they can attack more effectively is you know the card will say this monster attacks your leftmost gothi and if it's color of x then it attacks for 3x the amount and so that might very well flip your gothi to a jumbi and then the jumbi starts to fight for the other team or for the uh mm. for the attackers and so the idea there is that you and your partner have to come up with a way to fight off wave after wave after wave of the fiend monsters as they come to attack well 
And the point of the digital game is the longer you last, the more points you get. And we'll have a leaderboard that's every, every season, every, you know, every month, every week, whatever we decide, it'll reset. And the winners that last the longest in the cooperative version are going to get uh, time stones or, or crypto uh, as, a, as, as a reward for playing and lasting for X amount of time. And then later, the head-to-head will come out. And you basically wager your crypto against somebody else's and the winner takes all except for, you know, say 2% or whatever the, the house, whatever the house rake is. But yeah. That's incredible. Like I'm actually, as you were speaking, I was visualizing the whole game and then the second one that you just talked about. And it, it seems very cool. Like the survival aspect is definitely something that's catchy and is relatable because there've been uh, so many like with people being indoors. It's like there've been a lot of like zombie apocalypse series lately, and uh, that game, that whole uh, realm of games, like that whole type. Well, not type. The mode. I don't know what the right word is. Game type, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's incredible. I, I can't wait for it. I, I'm not going to talk about timelines because as a fellow project with a fairly com- complex stuff in the back end, I understand uh, the work that can go into some of this stuff. So um, I am definitely personally very excited about um, that aspect. Uh, so talking about the game itself, uh, is uh, are you currently working on it or is this is something that is going to be uh, that you're going to start off after um, uh, the current things like w- where does this lie in terms of priority for you guys if, if you're talking about the trading card game it is the next priority it is okay. uh, it is literally we've got the the kickstarter page is built it is up it is actually um we could share a preview link if you know right now today, but the, 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 the graphics that I want in there are not a hundred percent done. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't want to share what is, what is still a work in progress. Um, the pro the, the, uh, the project itself has already been approved by Kickstarter, the whole, so we are, we could launch tomorrow if we wanted to, but we're, we're not going to do that. Obviously we need to, we need to put some, some good old fashioned web two marketing in place to do that. And mm-hmm. so one of the stretch goals, our, go- our goal to make this game is only $3,000. The game itself is going to retail for $19.99. You know, it's really important for us to get, to get a price point out there below, below two, uh, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, our, our suppliers have, have uh, and this is a, a, a board game manufacturing company that I've worked with previously because I, I, I actually, you know, I own a, I own a uh, game design and, and game publishing house uh, studio that we um, have published games before. So this is one of the same factories that I've used in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got us to a price point where we should be able to get in with shipping and everything out of using Amazon fulfillment uh, of, of under 20 bucks for retail. And then it'll go into distribution. So um, my guess is ACD will have it out of distribution, maybe Alliance, although I'm not real, I'm not real fond of Alliance, but we will, uh, we will get into distribution so that way um, hobby and toy game shops can get it and maybe even Target and all that stuff. But it, that that's a tougher nut to crack. Oh, yeah. yeah I bet. I'm going yeah, to leave the big names off because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let me find the time for that. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, but it is it is the next thing. So that I mean, like, I guess a good way to answer you would be, um, Link, with you and Inventors and and the other ones that we like. It's all parallel process, right? So we have to decide what we're going to do with Holly. <clears throat> Um, because we, we do want to get that out. We have to actually come out and talk to everybody about the, the rebranding of just, you know, who we are as, as the company and every, like, I actually have to lay all this out somehow for people. So we have that, um, then as I told you about footprints, actually, hold on, let's see who's on. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of new people. So. For those of you who didn't catch it, um, uh, Skip wants us to look at, at putting out footprints of Dinovale. So just go look at his website. Um, you'll see it and you can see what's there. So, you know, we have to now, David and I are talking about how long is it going to take him to finish the art since everything else is ready. And then uh, self-publishing, distribution, ISBNs. You know, all the good basic business stuff that everybody's like, ah. Um, and that, I mean, those are, and that's based on all the stuff that that we're allowed to talk about because, you know, he keeps coming up with stuff. And mm-hmm. that's not even working with others, like to do some content and story stuff with inventors. Um, you know, so if you, if you just, it's going to be one right after the other. It's like, okay here's who we are as a company and got these as a piece. And here's the stuff. Here's Holly. Here's footprints. Um, actually, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was going to joke at the very beginning when we were all talking about something, there is a, uh, there is an object I would like to throw down the well. I'm not going to say what it is because we have new people, but I know what I want to throw down the well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. So, uh, I, I can't so wait I mean, to see. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to run away on you on all of this. Like what what else do you want to cover? No, this is actually very exciting stuff and I love how organically this has flowed so far. Uh and how you both are going back and forth with sharing so much that's going on and that that is what that is what we want to see as uh as just being in the space like every everybody has had to make some sorts of adjustments to the market and then continue to be true to who you are as like a project as a community and uh just re i think it's a process of rediscovery in a way like um i remember like early in the days like hearing like the first twitter not twitter the first twitch space that happened and uh the music did it for me i was like wow this is so soothing like i could listen to this thing and go to sleep and then I realized, like, wait a second, this is related to sleep in a way. So just just that little like detail there just did it for me, and I I've since then just loved everything uh, that you guys have done and the the process of refiguring out what you want to do with uh, you start with the plan, you got to change the plan. So NFC market is just crazy; you got to do it over and over again. So uh, from the Gothies themselves, the storyline with Skip and now with the card game uh, and then plushies and all the other exciting stuff that's coming along. It's it's really cool. And I guess like what I want to ask you guys, actually both of you now, is uh, 
Uh, let's talk like next year, right? Like what excites you about next year as we slowly start getting out of this craziness and uncertainty uh, of the market? Like um, what, what excites you about the project, your lives? It could be anything like when you think about the long term. Uh, it would definitely be Bolivia using our crypto as their standard currency. <laughs> I literally, literally did not expect that. I think I just spit my teeth. I, this is exactly why I love having David on because, like, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure something's coming from the left field, and I, nobody's. Like, here, here I am about to say something like really, you know, business, and he's like, "Nope, I'm just going to drop this." I was like, "Okay." And that's been recorded, so I hope that's what you know. If if, oh. if their government gets in touch, I'll let you know. <laughs> hey, that, I I see nothing but potential. Uh, everybody also gets maybe like a a trial of the app of the game yeah. for like thirty days, maybe. Who knows? I you know you know now I'm just gonna add this as a stretch goal on a roadmap. I'll just bury it somewhere in like four point font and say, convince foreign country to use us as a as a trading. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody and by the way everybody that owns a park pass is going to be eligible to test the game oh that see this is the kind of uh alpha we want to hear yeah so, so the the diamond park pass holders are going to get alpha access meaning when i create the physical version of the game i just got the first physical card from skip last week and so i'm using a a tool that is available on steam called tabletop simulator that i will create all the cards in tabletop simulator set up the rules and we'll be able to virtually test and play head-to-head -head against one another using using tabletop simulator and the alpha version using that tool is available to our diamond pass holders and i think some of our gold as well um and then once we get it a little bit further and locked in for a beta, then all the park pass holders are going to get a shot at it. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty quick too because the, the, the game itself is not remarkably dissimilar from any other games that you've seen in the, in the deck building or tower defense genres, because there are very standard, um, best practices that are out there if you look at dominion if you look at um trains if you look at you know the ones that i mentioned earlier and then on mm. the on the tower defense side there's plenty ios tower defense apps that you play by yourself and and then there's a there's a castle panic for example is one that is the tabletop variety right there's a little bit different because you attack from 360 degrees and you have to align your your people to shoot at different directions we're not going to do that but um but it is a uh, it is a basically you're on one side of the table and here come the monsters from the other side and uh, and so that some of the directional components there we didn't need to use but yeah it's it's uh, it's still going to be a fun deal to be able to test uh, and you know show demonstrable progress through the Kickstarter to say hey you know this is real it really is there you know the mechanics are all there the art all there. it works here you go right we're just we're tweaking we're tweaking the mechanics to make sure there's not a dominant strategy. Mm. I'm, I'm actually excited to see the Kickstarter page when it's all ready to go out. So um, definitely cool stuff going on there. Um, 
I just, uh, <laughs> I got so, I got so, uh, I sort of expected, David, you to say something absolutely out of left field. And I love when there's like uh, Easter eggs, <laughs> as Colin mentioned. And uh, like, we've got Easter eggs in our collection that our artist has put in. So uh, uh, communities figured out some of them. And uh, it was, it was so funny because we didn't even, like, I mean, I didn't know. Uh, after reveal, I got to know, but we still have some out there that people haven't figured out yet. So we're kind of in the process of like figuring out uh, if we could do a contest around it and if there's still some ready to be figured out. So if you guys do something like that with, uh, <laughs> with the game or even the content, like that would be, do you, do you wanna, be so Do you want to laugh about Easter eggs? I, I, still, I, I still go on about this. So I've got the I've got the best Easter egg, which came from a complete lack of communication. So no 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 no. This David knows exactly which thing I'm talking about. So you you you've seen the Gothies and you've you've seen the Dino Heads. Mm-hmm. And sometime in early spring, Skip drops this random comment and says, "Hey, I forgot to tell you." all the dino heads are going to move and be independent and have different expressions than their gothies. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're, you're the creator. You're the storyteller. How long have you known about this? He's like, well, when I came up with it, it took him six months to tell us. <laughs> so, that really sounds like a skip thing to do. Like, he's, like you're talking about Easter eggs and how you said you, you didn't, you didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much working with a super creative. You'll know when they remember to tell you. Yep. It's like, hey, uh, by the way, that thing out there, like, yeah, I I did it and I forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh really, really important note for that. And and the the Easter egg thing is, I love that you guys have that. We'll have to we'll have to have a secondary chat when we talk about all the other stuff because I I want to hear what you've done with that. I want to see it. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's actually, it's, uh, well, not to put them in the spot, our, our main artist, like, he, he actually, like, he has, like, specific, like, Easter eggs in the whole collection. So, like, different attributes have them. I'm just going to name one. There's a axe. There's a type of collection as an attribute, which has uh, his name, and it basically says the artist's name. Like, basically, he was here. So it's really oh hard to fit. It's done. It's done so cleanly, like it blends into the pattern, into the axe that nobody even like. I've told people like there's an Easter egg on this thing, and then I've told people there's an Easter egg on this axe, and they're still not able to figure it out. And when they see it, they're like, "Oh, this was obvious." I'm like, "Yeah, that's why you couldn't figure it out." Um, so it, it's like stuff like that. It's crazy. It's it's all over the collection, and and. Uh, we, we like to uh, do that with the work we do because it's if it's all like, if it's all serious and it's all like businessy like that's not why we're here we're here to like yes build the future of whatever web three is going to be on the internet like yes we're doing that but at the same time we also want to take the community forward and have some fun while we do that so uh, well, thank you thank you for opening up that door. And I'm about to say the phrase that David has come to hate hearing every day. So I have this idea. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. <laughs> Every time that it comes up, I'm like, I feel a nightmare coming on. Uh, all right, David, I apologize. So we nah. got super creative on one side and super entre- serial entrepreneur on the other side. And so between the two of them, it truly is like hurting cats. Uh, no, that's that, uh, a whole bag of cats, dude. Yeah, Damn I it. know. I know. And, and did, should, I, should I say that the, the Easter eggs for the game are going to be in the hands of the players? Because Ooh. There Ooh. Are, there are, I have never, never heard that before. I want to hear everything about this. So the like uh, there was a guy named Zyboticus on our forums today who built out a backstory about his gothy name Frank. And uh, oh, is that what that was? Okay, yeah. So I've got a gothy. Um, if I pulled the legendary, I was going to name my gothy Nightbird, and there's a big backstory about this. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to actually pull a legend, and so Nightbird is going to be um, part of that with the lore that goes around Nightbird because we have an end user license agreement in place that allows people to build out and name their gothies and build out their own lore stories. What they do, if they pull a legendary Genesis, there are only seven. If they pull a legendary Genesis, they are able to name it. They're able to put in lore and that card that is in the game will be named for their legendary. And if I can, if I can build in the mechanic to, to build in some of their backstory, I will. If not, at least the name will show up. But it'll be an Easter egg that's very personal to somebody who named their Gothi. That is so freaking cool. I'm and not so actually I sure I even knew that. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> We're both learning at the same time. Oh, this is so cool. Zyboticus does such cool stories. Like, he would, he would come in the server and uh, he does these, like, he'll, he'll write up, like, Meta Leon stories. Like, it, it's really cool to read uh, his stuff. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see the different storylines that people build on their legendaries. And uh, when in, they see it in the game, like, I'm assuming, like, a lot of people in the community probably don't even know. So when they see it, that'll be such an amazing surprise for them. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, this isn't, this is not a, this is not a, a defined Easter egg. This is a welcome to working with Skip. <laughs> the, working the, with Skip 101, the, the guidebook. The, um, the art that you have, if you have a gothi, um, he, he it's such incredibly high res. I mean, I think, I think the stuff that, that everybody's getting is 4K and the stuff that he sends us is 8K. I actually think David had to buy a new hard drive just to store it. Um, oh, I bet. So, you know, one of, one of my little hobby projects is I'm going to be taking a couple of the different, either gothi, the dinos, or maybe the alien that he just put out and um, get it printed on metal and see what that looks like because the stuff that he's, the stuff that he's creating and everybody has it's like oh that's wall art you should you should print that that, that, that sucker out <laughs> colin he, doesn't remember that he has a promise outstanding for five random people uh, to get I, metal prints i actually <laughs> do I, I i do remember that and one of my to-do lists is to find the correct metal printer um you know how touchy i am about photography printing 
Oh, yeah. No, I trust I, me, I was the same way, right? I used to use White House custom color for all that kind of stuff. I mean, it took me it took me a long time to find a place that I trust just printing canvas. So printing metal, it's like, yeah, I've been looking into it, and I know that I promised that. The matter of it is, is that I can actually show one and say this doesn't suck because if the colors don't come out, I'm not doing it. So here's here's the I had an idea, and I don't know how we're actually going to do this. We need to um, have a secondary conversation about uh, your artist and, and Skip um, doing some kind of Gothies and Medellin artwork. Uh, oh, I'll just work. I'll, I'll just work him over. Incredible. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make any promises. I'm just gonna work him over. There, there you go. No, I, I think that'll be incredible. And collaborations of those sorts with creative minds coming together is just, it's just amazing when that happens. So, all right, yeah, we're coming up at. Uh, that's yeah, an go hour ahead. and a half. No, no, that's an hour oh, yeah. and a half. That's a lot. <laughs> Hour and a half, yeah. Oh my god, it's like when you're listening to an amazing story, which this was this whole AMA. When people listen to the recording, um, they know that people that weren't here uh, missed out on some opportunity to ask live questions, but they will definitely be able to listen in. Um, glad everybody that was able to make it and everybody that stayed for the whole thing. I hope you learned a lot and got excited about a lot of stuff.